0: Welcome to the Grand Central Fantasy Podcast, where just like Grand Central, we get you where you need to be for your fantasy football team. Now, give it up for your hosts, Sean and Mikey Rock. Hey, 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 what is up, GCF fam? It is your boy, Sean, here, and we are back with another edition of the Grand Central Fantasy Podcast. Yes, people thought we were done when my main man, my partner in crime, Michael N. Rock, that's your middle initial, right? Yes. Michael, please don't interrupt me. Michael N. Rock got diagnosed with coronavirus, aka COVID, aka COVID is fake, but he is back from the the brink of death. He is vaccinated, folks just let you know, but it was a breakthrough case. Uh, Mike, why don't you give us a solid half an hour on your experience with COVID? Everybody would like to know.
1: I just want to, first of all, thank God that I made it through this uh, tough times. Um, Isolating, quarantining, whatever the definition word it is, is by far the worst thing in the world. Um, You just have a lot of time on your hands and uh, just a lot of, I don't know, There's just nothing to do. It's really fucking boring. So a lot of
0: time to jerk off. And yes,
1: well, I was going to say, you know, fantasy football, um, you know, news and touch up on all my, uh, yeah, my prep and stuff. But yeah, I guess now everyone knows. Yes, I jerked off a lot.
0: Exactly. Okay. Good for you. Thank one. Thank you for your service. Yes. Um, Two. And just like the Taliban, GCF has taken over, baby. We are back with our pre-season. I do not condone that. Hot topic. Uh, what are we calling this podcast, Mike? Is this just we're just talking about some storylines of the preseason? This is definitely going to be more of a relaxed podcast. We've been doing the rankings that a lot of you guys are used to. Um, we got a lot of new listeners to the podcast, so we're just going to be breaking down, you know, our hot topics for the preseason so far. Um, Mike, before yeah, position, we get
1: in- position battles, you know, hot takes going on in the NFL, uh, all that fun stuff, all the all the things that you need to know about from from yours truly
0: exactly and and the thing is mike we're one of the only fantasy accounts on twitter that haven't gotten canceled yet um so if anybody can just appreciate us if everyone could appreciate us for our um you know service our, our service and our grace and our not saying racist and homophobic things on a regular basis um you know the the patreon is open and speaking of patreon um We need to shout out our newest Patreons, our fucking boys, the upper echelon of the GCF fam. And that is our boy, Jared, who just signed on. Our boy, uh, he doesn't – we don't know his real name. His Twitter handle is – Kirk, yes, man. I think that's a shout-out to the Kirk Minahan podcast, which I'm a big fan of, so shout-out him. Um, also, our OGs, Dozier, Jerry McDermott, Cody, and um, our number one follower, Jake, the goat of all goats. Um, go, 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 go. You know, If you want to sign up for our Patreon, you're more than welcome to. But more importantly, if you are one of the people – that want to win their fantasy league, you honestly have no other option than sign up for our Patreon. You've heard the sales pitch for a while now. You, we got tiers. You have unlimited access to us. Blah blah. blah. You follow us on Twitter. You know the drill. Go to Grand Mike. It's Grand Central Fantasy on uh, Patreon. Oh, or absolutely. Grand Central Fan.
1: Oh, what our uh, email or our, no? Oh, on Patreon. Not. Grand Central Fantasy. Come it's on, Grand Bro. Central Fantasy
0: on Patreon. You can find the link on our Twitter. You, You wouldn't be listening to this if you didn't follow us on Twitter. So go to the fucking account. And Mike, I've been doing most talking for almost five minutes now. Let the people know what you want to talk about before we jump into our uh, preseason storylines. (laughs)
1: <laughs> excuse me, let's still get a little uh, COVID Jesus in the back of my throat yeah. are you okay?
0: God, this I'm might be working through this
1: yo, I'm fucking dedicated bro, I'm, I'm still on quarantine and I'm here with you guys I'm still fighting through this and I'm here, only thing on my mind is fantasy football uh, just uh, to add on the Patreon um, I uploaded a couple days ago um, if you're if you're on our Patreon we're doing extra posts for you guys I did a deep sleeper article Um Hell yeah um, for, for all you, I talked on our grand central fantasy.com, our website. Um, I talked about late round talent, um, late round value in the draft. Um, but for the Patreon, I also threw in a deep sleeper article. Um, so yeah, just want to throw that out there. Thank you guys who signed up with us so far, uh, means the world to us. Uh, it helps pay for, you know, our website, um, uh, you know, microphone, uh, tools, yeah, <laughs> just yeah, that. Just that. yeah. basically right. that. I mean, there's fees and stuff, so yeah, that's that's it. But um, also before we get started, too, sure. I was talking to Sean about this earlier, um, and I preach it every year. Sean preaches it too. I I, I go so hard with it, guys. We're getting a lot of draft questions. Obviously, that's what we're here for. Okay, GCF, we're the best. That's All what day. we do. But. You gotta 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 wait to do your drafts until the last minute. Couple reasons. Mm-hmm. A couple examples. Travis Etienne news out for the year. Devastated. Most likely out for the year. Yeah, it's devastating. And all you motherfuckers drafted Travis Etienne already. And now you're shit out of luck. Uh Darrell Henderson. Now Sony Michelle gets traded. And oh my God, Sony Michelle is a is fucking vintage AP and Adam Schefter's tweeting and all these people are tweeting that he's going to be the starting running back everyone's in panic mode. Guys, this is why we wait till the last minute to draft because of these examples right here. These are prime examples. So, in the future reference, I know a lot of you have listened to us and you heard this before. We got some new followers out there, we got some, you know, other people out there that haven't heard us. Wait till the last minute. Wait wait till the week before. No no more than two weeks before. Uh, you just got to wait until the last fucking minute um, if that works with your league, with your league mates and, and stuff, because injuries happen, trades happen. It's fucking devastating once you draft and you have to deal with this horse shit.
0: I could not agree more. On the Mount Rushmore of Grand Central Fantasy when it's all said and done, the first thing's going to be PPR drafts late. Make sure you do them close to week one as possible. Antonio Brown is good. Uh, Fuck kickers and uh, the Taliban. We're big Taliban guys here. Oh come
1: on, those four, those four
0: guys. Fucking FBI's tuning in now and shit are going to be there. To be clear, we are um, very anti-Taliban on this podcast. Uh, A lot of people have been coming out, choosing sides. We are firmly against the Taliban, just so you guys know. A lot of people have been asking us that question. And one more thing on the Patreon. the, there's two tiers the first tier where you basically get unlimited access to us and trust me it's unlimited uh it's only like five bucks i think and then the next tier where there's a little bit more benefits is ten dollars five ten bucks a month i mean think about it it could be going to like a charity where you're saving little kids from dying or it could be going to you win a fantasy football league. Priority which is more important mike which would you say gun to your head
1: Priorities. Come on, dude. Fantasy football's life. Of it's course. T- it's tatted on my head.
0: Come Listen, on, we can't save all the dying kids, okay? But we can save um all the money I win from my fantasy football championship. All right. Um, well, if that that monologue probably got us canceled, Mike. So yeah. before I before I keep us going, um give me the first one, baby. Let's go. What what are you thinking with the preseason? We had a couple we got a couple games under our belt. Uh we got the last the season finale coming up this weekend. What, what's on your mind?
1: All right. I'm going to say what's on my mind from not only because it's on my mind from a fantasy football perspective, but it's on my mind because it's my favorite fucking team. JTS, Jets, 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 Jets the fuck up. Let's fucking go. Gang green Jets nation. Got that okay. out of the way. Now that pe- maybe the people will actually listen to me because this is the fantasy talk coming into play. Zach Wilson, Sean, Zach Wilson's looking strong. And I hate I hate I hate reading into preseason. I don't like getting caught up into preseason hype. I guess I tend to a little bit when it's about my Jets because, you know, Super Bowl is usually, you know, in the preseason. But Zach Zach Wilson looks pretty strong and strong enough for me to say he's probably looked like, I don't know, the sharpest rookie quarterback so far. You know, he looked very accurate against Green Bay. Uh, He just looks sharp. He's throwing on the run. He hasn't made any huge mistakes, which is one of the biggest things we look at with a rookie quarterback because it's going to happen with a rookie quarterback. Um, and you know, he's getting a lot of run with the first team with, you know, with the first team, wide receivers, running backs. Um, he's working on that chemistry. I I'm, I'm bringing up Zach Wilson from a fantasy standpoint, not, I don't want you to think that I'm selling you to draft Zach Wilson. I am not. Do not even look Zach Wilson's way come draft day, deep, deep sleeper or nonsense, none of that. What I'm looking at is the wide receivers on the Jets, Sean, and why are they getting no fucking respect? Is it because it's trendy to like pick on yes. the Jets? It's like fun because the Jets always suck. I'll okay. Watch. Yeah, I get it. You know, pick, you know. Pick out the um, you know, the guys who suck, and it's you know, it's easy target, whatever. But you got Corey Davis, average draft position forty-seven. You got Elijah Moore, average draft position for wide receiver fifty-six. Jamison Crowder, Sean, PPR monster at seventy-one. I get it. There's a lot of receivers on the team. I get it. But give me a fucking break. Zach Wilson showing us some potential, Sean. I like it. He looks smooth. He looks comfortable. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna get these receivers. You know. Um, uh, it just looks like good value picks on these receivers. What do you think?
0: From a fantasy perspective, you're 100% right. My thing is this. Corey Davis is the guy 1,000% to own on this team overall. Yeah. Um, we love Elijah more, Honestly, more for like dynasty play i think he's going to be great um, yes. but m- maybe not this year uh we know that there's going to be the jets gonna be, bl- be playing from behind a lot this year that's nothing new um so we know that zach wilson is going to be fucking bombing it uh like you mentioned before mike he's already working on that chemistry with Corey davis i'm pretty sure what did davis have i think he went four for six uh catches i think
1: Yeah. Four for seven.
0: Yeah. Four for six or seven, but he had 70 yards and almost had a touchdown. So it's like, listen, I I was a big Sam Darnold guy, but Zach Wilson is a little different here. And the fact that he's clearly more accurate and he just has like a a better zip on the ball. I'm not a hundred percent sold yet just because, you know, Darnold was supposed to be the guy, but From a fantasy perspective, I want to see it more with Wilson, but from a fantasy perspective, you're 100% right. I couldn't agree with you more. These are guys like Corey Davis being – what's his ADP? Let me look it up right here. It's disgusting. Guess what his ADP is, Mike.
1: Uh, I think it's like uh, 90 in the 90s, right? Right now it's 113. Oh my God, what a fucking steal, people. I believe I wrote about him in my late round target block.
0: This is why you're not going to go draft a guy like Devontae Adams or Tyreek Hill like, early in the rounds or even take like heavy wide receivers early on because there are legitimate steals in the later rounds of the draft when it comes to wide receivers. Corey Davis is going to win people fantasy leagues this year mark my words okay getting him this late that's a 10th 11th round pick I mean it's it's a no-brainer there's really not much more to say but Mike I will give you I will add a little bit of thing not to hype him up too much Zach Wilson might be worth a little bit of flyers later maybe off the free agency or um later as a streaming option as a streaming option like I I think I think he is gonna have some fantasy value. I don't obviously don't feel comfortable with any rookie quarterback going into the um fantasy season as my QB1, but yeah. don't don't sleep on this Jets offense. The defense has been decimated. Um you know, it's not the Jets here again. We know that. We do, we're definitely looking for some growth here, but yeah, I mean, I agree with you. Target these wide receivers, man. I mean, especially Corey Davis. That's just disgusting. You got to think the ADP is going to be going up. He's only 26 for Christ's sake.
1: Yeah. No, I a hundred percent agree with you. I, 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 it just, because I feel like it's, you know, the trendy thing to say, the Jets suck and, you know, Zach Wilson's, you know, everyone has been shitting on Zach Wilson, um, since day one, as soon as he became a jet, um, you know, it wasn't the right pick or whatever, but let me tell you, man, that, uh, you were talking about Sam Darnold and him, the differences, and not only does he have more zip on the ball. He's a lot more mobile, and yeah. he could throw on the run, and that's where like the Mormon Mahomes came in, which is absolutely ridiculous. When I first heard that, I'm like, please don't I utter know, Patrick I Mahomes know. and Zach Wilson's name in the same sentence. But now I kind of can see where people were coming from because um, he he can throw the ball on the run. He's he he's not rattled if he if there's some pressure on him. He escapes the pocket, and he's throwing on the run. Um, and he's looking pretty sharp. So I'm pretty happy with him so far. And I guess that's enough about the Jets because people don't want to hear about my Jets. Listen, what do you got for me, Sean?
0: Last, last thing yeah. I want say about it, though. This is Grand Central Fantasy. We're both obviously from New York. Uh, fantasy sports with a New York twist. Like, obviously, we're going to be a little biased. But if yes. Zach Wilson was in Atlanta or Minnesota, he'd be on ESPN all fucking day like all these other rookie quarterbacks saying how great his smile is and how great of a fucking passer he is and blah 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 his and mom's so be-
1: funny his mom's so but his mom's his- a cunt like his- um, cuz she's in new york which i mean Exactly. I kind of, I kind of agree. She is annoying, but she's still. so annoying. I, I read somewhere that they uh he offered
0: her like a hundred grand to delete her Instagram because she like goes on crazy, crazy She'll like anti-mask rants and shit. Did you see she's that? nuts.
1: She's fucking nuts, dude. She got like, she got like mad kids too. There's like six or seven of them. Or well, something she's Mormon.
0: Too. I mean, come on. Yeah, right?
1: y- yeah. Uh... these,
0: uh, honestly, you know, this is is the GCF Gets Canceled podcast. That's going to be the name of it. But, like, any super hardcore religious family, like the Duggars, all those people, they have, like, 18 kids. And they're like, oh, we did this for the Lord. And it's like, okay, cool. But um, Zach Wilson, (laughs) the man, let's move on, though, Mike. Let's go, Jets. We're going to stick with the quarterback theme because it affects so many – it affects fantasy directly, you know, all our wide receivers, like we just outlined Corey Davis, but no other situation right now in the league, Mike, is more interesting to me. And I've been talking about it since preseason started, Uh, you know, wh- where we were going to be at. It, it, the, the future, the fantasy future of this one specific team hangs in the balance so much with the quarterback. And that is the New Orleans Saints. Jameis Winston versus mm. Taysom Hill. Okay. Mm. They, so Hill Hill's getting all the first team reps in practice. Okay. Um, Jameis Winston, the last preseason game, though, he went nine for 10, 123 yards and two touchdowns. Hill went 11 for 20 for 138 yards and only one touchdown. If you watched any of that game, Hill's super inaccurate. It's the same shit we saw last year when he was filling in for Breeze. This guy can't throw the ball. Like, he just can't throw the ball, and I don't get it. I I know the game's different now than when we were coming up, and you absolutely need a mobile quarterback to survive. Like, these defensive ends are – because you can't really defend wide receivers too much anymore. You just can't. Now they have it to where the defensive lines – in the NFL are just insane. They're monsters. So you have to have a mobile quarterback, but Mike, I I don't understand. You tweeted from the account the other day that Hill must have something on Sean Payton. Yes. I don't understand the obsession with Taysom Hill over Jameis Winston. I have written here. it, It is. It's my take that I've been famous for on this podcast that obviously Sean Payton is racist. That's the only thing that makes sense to me. Obviously, I'm just kidding, but it's like how this doesn't make sense. Can you explain it to me?
1: I have no idea, Sean. I hate Taysom Hill. I hate every. I hate everything about him from a quarterback standpoint, and it's growing me just to hate his face. I don't like looking at him. His face I, sucks. His face does. It, his face fucking sucks, dude. I hate him for it. I hate. I just there's nothing good about him, and he's probably like a really decent, good human being, but Sean Payton has ruined Taysom Hill for me, bro. Um, yeah, it doesn't make sense for me. I would be so fuck. I, I would be stunned if I see Taysom Hill starting at quarterback, like. We just we saw what Jameis Winston like. If I don't know if you watched the preseason game the other night, he looked fucking fantastic. Yeah,
0: he looked great. That's what I'm talking about, man. He looked really good.
1: You know, um, he shit all over Taysom Hill. Like I know Taysom Hill like looked, I guess, decent. Some people were saying, but like Winston was throwing bomb touchdowns, like what he does. He threw a a touchdown to Marquez Callaway, which everyone was like freaking out about. Even Mm -hmm. though I was talking about Marquez Callaway before, it was like you know, the cool thing to do. I even wrote about it. In my late round value pick blog. Credit to you. But like it. Yes. Um, but yeah, it's time to just, you got to give Winston the goddamn keys, Peyton, like enough's enough. Uh, and, and I'm saying that strictly from a fantasy football football standpoint, I don't care about if the saints win games or not. I need Jameis no. Winston in there and you need Jameis Winston in there for fantasy football. Cause he's, what's going to give these wide receivers a better shot at, you know, you know, um, putting up big stats, um, Winston—he's a gunslinger. He throws the ball down the fucking field. Like we we already know who Jameis Winston is. It's not like you know it's a secret. If like he's a you know good quarterback or, or accurate quarterback, like we ju- we know who Jameis Winston is. And um, I don't know. We we see what Taysom Hill is too, and it's just not pretty. I I don't understand the fascination with Taysom Hill. Like he I feel like he's got to. They would have a better shot with like fucking Tim Tebow lining up a quarterback. It's like the same thing to me. I, yeah, I, there, I said it.
0: I like, I like that. I like Tim Tebow. I, I still believe in Tebow, RIP, uh, his Jaguars career. No, I mean, I, the national media and everybody else is crowning Jameis, and I've been wanting to crown Jameis from the beginning. But honestly, man, they don't, all signs are still kind of pointing to, they're, they're undecided slash leaning towards Hill. You think so? Dude, he's not, Jameis isn't taking the first team reps in practice. I mean, I I don't know what else, what else? I mean, Jameis did look better, but I mean, they were both on the same team and fucking Hill was last year and Hill was starting. Like what's going to be different, you know, same coaching staff, same everything. I mean, they like Hill, man. I don't know.
1: I think part of it last year had to do with, all right, Drew Brees got hurt. I think they knew Drew Brees wasn't going to be out an extended period of time. But at the same time, you knew this was Drew Brees' last season. Like I said, we know who Jameis Winston is. Mm-hmm. I think the Saints kind of want to see who Taysom Hill is. And I kind of feel like that's why he was starting for them at that point. Um, I could be yeah. so off and wrong with that. But that's how I feel. I, I feel like James Winston puts him in a be- better position to succeed and win. Of course he um, does. I know it, it, it's it's just I know it's still a mystery, uh, like what they're going to do and stuff. Um, I don't know, dude. I, I I would be stunned, Sean. I mean, all the reports are saying that like he's the leader in the clubhouse for the starting quarterback job. That's what I've been reading the last couple of days. That's what it, that's just that's what I've been getting from news um, uh, from all you know. Uh, from NFL and around the league, and all these people tweeting, and it. it just seems everyone's saying that he he seems to be the front runner. I know Taysom Hill's getting a lot of time with the first team. Maybe that's you know to see who you know they're giving Taysom Hill his last shot to be the start. I don't know. It just it's gonna it's been, it's getting dragged out, Sean.
0: I'll tell you right now, if they don't make Jameis the starter, I'm taking Kamara and dropping him. Wherever I have him in the rankings, You heard
1: I'm, it. Sean's dropping I'm, Alvin Kamara.
0: I'm just putting him just Released above him. Saquon Barkley. I honestly, I might, uh, I might drop Saquon Barkley out of the top fucking twenty for uh, overall <laughs> oh, players because oh, that's a whole that's a whole other topic. Yeah. He, he, oh, he missed today. He mispracticed today. I was like, oh, here we go. I got a fucking boner and a quad then, alert. Uh, And then it said that uh, he just like had some family emergency or some dumb bullshit, yeah. but. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, Hill would be a disaster from a fantasy perspective. He himself would be a decent option for quarterback because he runs, he finds an end zone. But Kamara, it would be a death sentence for Kamara. And Michael Thomas is already her. I mean, the days of Michael Thomas really being an elite fantasy option, I think, unfortunately, are over for us. Um, but, you know, yeah, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> Apparently, they're going to name a starter after the final preseason game.
1: I don't know, Sean. Um Winston 9 of 10, 123 yards, two touchdowns. Uh Taysom Hill 6 of 13, 86 passing yards, zero touchdowns. That's what happened last game. I mean, usually the second the the preseason game, the second to last preseason game is usually like, you know, when you put all your starters in, you see what you got. And was Winston that last game? I thought
0: it was I thought Hill was 11 for 20. Did I get my uh, stats messed up?
1: Um, I think, uh, you might've, I, I, that, that's what this site's saying for me right here. I just typed it in. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't think Hey, know. well, uh, excelled in week two of preseason, completed nine to 10 passes, 123 yards, two touchdowns Hill. Meanwhile, finished six for 13, 86 yards, zero touchdowns may, I don't know.
0: Grand central, grand central fantasy is looking for a new, uh, stat researcher cause uh I fucked that one up. But yeah, it proves my point even more. I mean, maybe my maybe my numbers were his total numbers for the preseason. But um honestly, man, I don't know. We we've said all we really need to say on it. We're Team Jameis. Hopefully by the next podcast, we're talking about how Jameis has taken the Saints Wide receivers and uh, Alvin Kamara to the next level because if he is the quarterback, I really think the sky's the limits for this offense. I'm not saying he's you know Brett Favre or anything like that, but I do think he has a lot of um, talent. That if they can really keep him focused, I, I think he could help the um, weapons around him really flourish from a fantasy perspective. Um, so, Mike, what what do we got next?
1: Um, uh, I want to talk about the Ravens' rushing attack, okay? And because it's not something I feel like is talked a, a lot when we, t- you know, when we speak about Ravens, it's always about Lamar Jackson. He sucks as a quarterback. He's got you know dynamic with his legs. But um, in preseason so far, you know, the Ravens' Russian attack has looked great. Like, it it has looked great. They played the Panthers. Uh, I guess, you know, Panthers' defense isn't that great anyway, but they, like, destroyed them um, on the ground. Mm-hmm. So I want to show them a little love, and I just want to talk about, you know, their Russian attack. So um, I, I've said it 100 times. I talked about the 2019 Ravens. They broke the record, most rushing yards by a team in NFL history, okay? Yeah. The most ever in NFL history, 2019 with 3000 something yards last year, they finished again with over 3000 rushing yards Sean, I feel uh, when they broke the record, it was talked about a little bit last year. I didn't even know that I looked it up and I saw that. I didn't know they ran for a team over 3000 yards. It's crazy. But, um, You know, I know this is hard to believe, you know, and everyone will be like, oh, well, you know, they got all those yards because of Lamar. Well, Lamar, he accounted for less than a third of those rushing yards. Okay, he had like I think he had like a thousand rushing yards, like right around that point. So two thousand plus rushing yards had to have been from someone else. Yeah. Fucking J.K. Dobbins. All day. We talked. We spoke about him a lot last year. We love him this year as well. Um. J, you know, I talked about him last year. How J.K. Dobbins, you know, by halfway point in the season, I felt that he was going to really start to take off. Um, it was going to be his. You know, Mark Ingram was passing the torch to him, and that's basically what happened last year. Yeah. But it, um, and I, I looked up a stat. Where is it right here? Uh, bu- 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 he okay, J.K. Dobbins. He quietly, Sean, led all running backs in rushing yards per attempt. I think it was like six rushing yards per attempt. Did you know that?
0: Yes, I did.
1: That's great. You know who was ninth? No, you don't. But no, I don't. Tell me, Gus Edwards. Gus Guns Edwards bus, is backup. Baby. Gus, I fucking love Gus Bus, and he just doesn't get enough of attention. I think he had like six hundred or seven hundred rushing yards last year. He fucking dominated too. I think he averaged like five point something yards a carry. Um, he's he's a very very stable back. He gets a lot of carries. He's quietly efficient. Um. There's been some changes to the offensive line with the Ravens. Um, You know, nothing terrible. They shifted some guys to different positions. They lost some players. Um, It's still relatively an above average offensive line. Um, And it's still good enough where we should see another probably 3,000-yard rushing um, overall team stat from the Ravens again. So this is like, you know, I'm just – I want to reiterate to everybody J.K. Domins, I have him. I think we both have him as a top 15 running back. Do not be surprised when he finishes as an RB and one this year because the volume he's going to get. And just because how dynamic um, the Ravens' Russian attack is, that's what they built their offense on being a run dominant team. And Gus Edwards, ADP, uh, um, not his average position. He's going as the 43rd running back in drafts. I think that's insanely great value. Um, what do you think about the Ravens uh Russian attack in fantasy? Are you in love? Are you in love with them as much as I am? I know there's some uh, cons to them. We I mean could, I, we could touch on that. What do you what do you think?
0: I don't I wouldn't say I'm in love with them because I think it gets dangerous when you're dealing with backup running backs um like <laughs> Gus. Like I know, yes, he did have a lot of yards last year, and I think he's a great option. For deeper leagues or leagues with like bigger rosters. I see a lot of those from a lot of our followers. And I I like Gus Edwards. That's my guy. I think he's got a lot of talent. JK Dobbins is getting drafted in the same area, sometimes before Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, Mike's boy, one of Mike's favorite running backs that he vouched for. Um, Mike said he was going to be the next big thing. He's trash, never forget. Uh, Dobbins is going to finish so much higher on. when it's all said and done with yards and touchdowns, it's then the Clyde Edwards Hilaire, it's going to be insane. I love Dobbins. I think he's the guy to own on this team for sure. Um, his average draft position is, is 23. So it's coming down a little bit from when we did the uh, um, running back preview podcast. I don't think it's Lamar running is going to be taken away. I actually did want to, I'm glad you brought up the Ravens. Uh, because I've been looking stuff up about Lamar and I, I don't know, man. I know he had 10 less passing touchdowns last year, but I think because his ADP kind of came back down to earth this season and now he's like a fourth, fifth round pick in a lot of leagues. Um, depending on the size of the league and, you know, your format and everything. I do think you know cuz he's part of that rushing attack like you said he has over 1000 yards every year of his career and I'll accept the first one I think um where he wasn't starting but every year he was he's a starting quarterback he has over 1000 yards and mike i got to say like i think i think lamar if i'm taking him in the fourth or fifth round not to really take a deep dive into lamar jackson i think we might be as an industry as a whole kind of being a little too hard on lamar don't you yeah. think
1: Oh, a hundred percent, and that's why in my uh, original projections I put um, Lamar Jackson as my fourth quarterback that I'm um, that I'm drafting this year. Um, well, I mean, not that I'm drafting, but I have I have him finishing as fourth overall quarterback this year. Dude, he gets it done with his legs. He's a thousand yard rusher. Yeah, he's not a good passer, but you give me Lamar Jackson to throw three three thousand yards, not asking a lot. Throw you know eighteen twenty touchdowns with what he's going to do. He's uh, putting up running back one numbers every week. Come on. He's gonna kill that. He's gonna blow it out the water.
0: Yeah, man, that's what I'm saying. So I listen. I uh, I'm a big fan of the Ravens' running game. That their offensive game plan is run, run, run. They're yes, they're saying all the right things, quote unquote. That they're working on the wide receivers. They're trying to get the um. That they're trying to fix it. That blah blah blah. But Lamar still isn't the most accurate guy in the world. He's an elite runner. He's got that X factor. He's super athletic. Um, you know he he's a smart football player. He's a smart quarterback. He has good field vision. Um, you know, a, a guy he could if if he had if if Lamar Jackson had Jameis Winston's brain, he wouldn't even be in the league anymore. But um, you know, if if Jameis had Lamar's brain, he'd be hands down starting for, uh, the saints. So yeah, I agree with you. I like the Ravens
1: and, um, I, I wanna, uh, I want to touch on Gus Edwards real quick. Okay. I'm not saying go out there, you know, he needs to be on your team, but as the no. 43rd running back for a guy who since he's been in the league has rushed at least 700 yards every year, that's the last three seasons since he's been, a he's put over 700 rushing yards up with uh, a solid amount of touchdowns. You know he's going to get carries. You know there's going to um, there's going to be a workload for him. God forbid J.K. Dobbins goes down, then it's going to go through the roof. It's just a no-brainer to draft him late in the round, uh, your drafts. And also, for the record, um, I totally forgot to bring this up last time. Sure. Uh, Sean always talks about my love for Clyde Edwards Hilaire. You love him. Uh, last last year in our rankings, you can go to our website. This is the proof. I had him ranked ninth. Sean had him ranked 10th.
0: Okay. What is that? Boom. What does that mean?
1: You you talk about my my love for this guy so much last year, and you shit on me for it. But you had him ranked one spot behind me. Listen, listen, guys, listen to what. If, no, I'll tell you. I'll Walk tell your you. way out of that. Mean? I'll, I'll tell partner.
0: you. If if you want to hear Mike take his dick out and start stroking it live on the podcast, go all the way back to our first podcast, one of the first ones where we're talking about rookies. That we're going to break out. I started jerking off Justin Herbert, saying he was the man. Mike needed to be toweled off after he was talking about Clyde Edwards' Hilar Okay. He was going so hard, thought he was going to be like the top guy. Listen, the rankings, it is what it is. I'm pretty sure I have a Saquon Barkley like in the top 15. And I don't even – I wouldn't touch him with a 10-foot pole. So that that was bad. That was a bad point on
1: you. I'm I'm just saying. He I, he was a running back one before Le'Veon Bell got – before Le'Veon Bell came to the Chiefs. I'm just saying.
0: Anyway, I'm, d- I'm done with this conversation. We All right, let's go. What we, do you we, got next? We might have, a, have to have a whole podcast just shitting on Clyde Edwards and your love for him. Um, I can't handle that. Real quick, I want to touch on uh, my guy, Teddy Bridgewater, who today they announced he – got named the starting quarterback for the Denver Broncos. Give it up for Teddy real quick. That's what I'm talking about, baby. That's my boy. That's my boy. Listen, with Teddy Bridgewater, guys, this is going to be – this is a bigger deal for fantasy (laughs) than we realize right now. Last year, Teddy Bridgewater in Carolina, 69% completion percentage. Very nice. 3,733 passing yards. 15 touchdowns, 11 picks. You know, obviously the picks we don't like. He really made that offense and the the coaching staff. But Teddy really made something of Robbie Anderson last year, and Robbie's a great wide receiver, and I think he's going to be good with Sam. But Bridgewater isn't quite that mediocre quarterback. He's the step up from that, and I think. Demarius Thomas, especially, and Jerry Judy are really going to benefit from this. They got a lot of mouths. Cortland Sutton.
1: Cortland Sutton, right?
0: What did I say?
1: You said Demarius Thomas.
0: Oh, my bad. I thought it was 2013.
1: (laughs) Eric (laughs) Decker is going to have a good year.
0: Eric, Eric, never forget Eric Decker. Portland Sutton. Williams,
1: and, Thomas. Oh, sorry. Go
0: and and Jerry Judy are gonna be good, uh good with this. Um I still think who what's the who's the tight end? The diabetic Noah, tight end. Noah, 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 Fant, Noah, Fant. Noah Fant. Noah Fant is gonna have a sugar attack in the middle of a game, but I think it's better for everybody involved. Ah <laughs> beat <us>. Um <laughs> beat us. The thing with Teddy, man, he doesn't get enough respect, but uh, Drew Lock sucks. I'm so... (laughs) This is what I was really waiting for. I am so... The floor is yours, bro. Shit on him. They stopped. They finally stopped trying to make Drew Luck a thing. And I hate when everybody's like, oh, is this a thing or not? The NFL tried to make Drew Luck into like... The second coming, I, I, I never understood it. Maybe because John Elway drafted him and, you know, John Elway like slapped his butt in the locker room or whatever. And he had a couple good passes. It was like, they really acted like he was the next great hope of the Denver Broncos who as a franchise, I mean, they're really nothing special. They had a great run with Elway, but it's like, what have the Broncos ever really done? And then, You got Drew Locke in here. It's like, oh, wow. Drew Locke had a really good showing in in two preseason games for like three years straight. They treat him like he's a rookie. And he's like in the league four fucking years, Mike. So he's finally gone. And now it's Teddy Bridgewater time. I I think this is really going to help our boy Cortland Sutton, a.k.a. Demaryius Thomas. Yes. um, And Jerry Judy, a.k.a. Eric Decker. What do you think?
1: (laughs) No, I agree. Um Teddy Bridgewater is not some like you know standout quarterback. You know we we all get that, but he he is a smart quarterback. He has high um, IQ from a football standpoint, and he has experience. He's not flashy. He's not sexy, but he's smart. Okay, <laughs> and I think that I think that uh, benefits the Broncos in several ways. First, I want to say, great grandpa Vic, good job. Um, you got this one right. I'm very I'm very glad we're not seeing Drew Lock. Um, God. so I just want to throw that out there, but, um, so Bridgewater, you know, he's very conservative and, uh, you talked about, um, his completion percentage was 69%. Okay. I, I don't know what drew locks is off the top of my head, but I'm going to, I'm going to well, let me try go to go it. Yeah. I mean, you don't really have to, I'm just going to go on a limb and say, it's not even close to that. I think that Teddy Bridgewater is going to. Um, the time of possession for the Broncos offense is going to jump drastically, and the reason for that is because Drew Lock is um, not a, not a very accurate quarterback. He's turnover prone. Teddy Bridgewater is the opposite of that. What that means to me, time of possession, there's going to be more. There's going to be more offensive plays, snaps, which means possibly a higher higher target volume. Um, I think that's why the wide receivers are going to benefit from that as well. I'm a, the only thing I'm a little concerned about is the touchdowns because Teddy Bridgewater's never thrown over t- twenty touchdown passes um in his career, but that's fine because like I said, he's gonna um he's gonna provide a lot more targets because time possession is gonna be on their side a lot more with the less turnovers and whatnot. The other reason I'm very excited about it, you touched on it with him and the Panthers. He, um last year only two quarterbacks finished, um, had three wide wide receivers finish in the top thirty. One of those quarterbacks was someone who I'm going to be speaking on uh, next. That's been uh, big Ben Roethlisberger. Yep. And the other one is Teddy Bridgewater because he had DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel and Robbie Anderson all finish as top 30 wide receivers. Bronco wide receivers. Did you hear that? You're going to be pretty fucking good in fantasy. I think this gives them a little, not a huge upgrade, but a little upgrade um, for all Bronco wide receivers this year in fantasy football, as well as the running backs. Um, oh, that's what I wanted to say real quick. Um, I'm not. I'm not going to give uh, Teddy Bridgewater, um, uh, any um, uh, it, <sighs> Teddy Bridgewater had Adrian. I'm sorry. I'm having brain fart. I have COVID. Right. People don't forget. COVID-19. Bridgewater had AP, Alvin Kamara, and Christian McCaffrey all his running backs. Great pass catching running backs. Hell yeah. And he targeted them a lot. You think you know he's not going to bring some of that experience over? Um, to Denver time. with jo- exactly with Melvin Gordon, but more importantly with our boy Jay Williams. So, um, yeah, he's worked with some great pass catcher running backs, Um, you know, in the past, like some of the best running backs in NFL history. Um, So I think um, he'll bring some of that experience into Denver with them.
0: I love Javante this year, man. And you're right. That's a good point. I didn't even think about that. That's another reason why this is another great great point. um, And real quick, and then I want to move on because we spent enough time on this. Uh, Drew Locke, my apologies to Drew Locke. This is his third year in the league. He's entering – into and he still sucks and um his completion completion percentage last year mike if you had to guess what do you think it is
1: it was uh i would say like 57 58 are you did you know or no no
0: it was it was
1: 57.3 i am fucking phenomenal at what i do i am fucking phenomenal
0: and on that note let's move on to what (laughs) what you're talking about next we're talking about big ben what do you got on him
1: Yeah. And um, I have Big Ben right here. I have a question. Are we shitting too much on Big Ben, Sean? Are we shitting? Are we OBJing too much on Big Ben? That is what we need to talk about right now. Okay, And I brought it up earlier. Preseason, we get hyped up. We see some things going on. Everyone fucking goes crazy and it's preseason, but we need to take a dive into this. Watch Pittsburgh the other night with Big Ben. He looked fucking phenomenal, Sean. <clears throat> he really he looked he looked all right. I don't want to say phenomenal, but he looked very he looked good. good. He looked A good. lot better uh, than most of us are giving him respect for. Hundred thirty passing yards, um, but most importantly, throw out the numbers. His arm looked very sharp. And, you know, I know a lot of people are worried still because of last year. I believe in 2019, didn't he have elbow surgery? He he missed uh, most of the year. Mason Rudolph, that was that year, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, so he came back. He looked a little fucking stiff. He didn't look, you know, people were very low on him, um, even though they were, like, undefeated, like 10-0, and then, you know, shit hit the fan. Anywho, everyone, including myself, uh, you know, is sky high on your boy Deontay Johnson. Sean loves Deontay Johnson. He's still, you know... Touching Break himself, out. watching, you know, counting all hundred forty something targets that he had last year. People are there's
0: saying a, he's going to be better than Keenan Allen. A
1: lot of people are saying that this year. Yeah, just you. Then yeah. there's, you know, there's also a Chase Claypool fan club. You know, all these people oh, are, are. I know, and I, I, I'm just saying, I'm not one of them, but I'm just saying there's a lot of people who are very high in Chase Claypool, and also. Uh, I don't know if you know Juju does TikTok and people like that, oh so. Juju dance so yeah oh you know, yeah. my god check this out I just shaked my ass in the <laughs> middle of field I'm gonna get my ass beat in the locker room so but those are three Steeler wireouts right there that I mentioned earlier ranked in the top thirty for wide receivers last year are we are we not giving big Roth, uh, big Ben Roethlisberger enough of credit as a quarterback Look what he's doing for these wide receivers in fantasy football I mean. Y- Some of these wide receivers, I, I, you know, I just talked about, not that I'm crazy about. There's some pretty solid value in their average draft positions. Um, with that being said, you know, with all the talent around him, with Najee Harris, Najee Harris looked very good. Uh, he had a 40-something yard, uh, catch. He broke some dude's ankles from like 10 yards away, which was insane. With all that being said, big Ben Roethlisberger, he's currently ranked 20th. Um, as the 20th quarterback in fantasy football. And I'm not trying to write like a comeback story for Ben. Um, but like, I don't know if we should like totally count ass face out. Uh, and I just, I, I, this is more like, I think we need to give ben, ben a little bit more credit. What do you think?
0: Yeah. I mean, I think Ben is honestly like properly rated. He's 39 years old. He's a Hall of Famer. His career, we know what his career is. He's a Pittsburgh legend. Like, they, they probably, if they stayed healthy, he could have had uh, four or five Super Bowls. I always thought that. The years they had Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell in his prime, it was always one of them was getting hurt or the defense wasn't good enough. Like, they were good. But for this year, I, I think he's properly rated, man. And I say that because he looks good now. There's reports he's obsessed with his diet. It's the classic thing, like part of my take always says on their podcast, like, oh, you know, he just – he's hyping up his – there's always these reports he's hyping up his diet and his workout routine, and the source is Big Ben himself because nobody is in love with himself more than Ben Roethlisberger, than ben, ben Roethlisberger. But my issue is, you know, yeah, of course he looks great in preseason. Let's look at the 2020 Steelers. They were great, started off hot, undefeated, roll around to Thanksgiving time, they lose to DC, then towards the end. I, I My point is he's just going to run out of steam. And I think Big Ben at his ADP at 152, that's like we're talking last round. If you want to wait and get him, I think Big Ben, I think Mike's right, Big Ben is going to have some uh, serious value that uh, we're – the national media probably really isn't paying attention to, and they are kind of um, writing off the Steelers from like a Super Bowl perspective. But if Big Ben is your quarterback in the playoffs, you are going to be screwed. So if I was a guy who really wanted a Trevor Lawrence type, I would draft one of these rookies that everybody has a heart on for, pair him with a guy like Big Ben, or get Joe Burrow and pair him with Big Ben to have that security blanket or you can mix and match them because Big Ben is not going to be on every single day of the week. He's old. He's going to run out of steam. Do you agree with I, that or not?
1: I, I agree with that. I just wanted to bring him to surface because – I, I I have him as like a, you know a solid streaming a, um option, but it just you know everyone's everyone is jerking a uh, fucking Najee Harris off, jerking him. He's a first round talent, you know he's gonna get a lot of carries, but he's gonna get so many catches. Everyone's jerk jerking Deontay Johnson. Everyone, there's a lot of jerking off going on, Sean. Okay like and how are all these guys getting jerked off so much but like big ben's like you know is not even getting a hand job you know what i'm saying like i get it i get it it, uh, it just if we're gonna like go hard with all these pittsburgh steelers offensive um weapons but like oh no big ben sucks like he's old he's washed up oh well he's washed up but all of his players are eaten it just um i I just want to bring that to light to people like i'm not saying don't don't i wouldn't draft ben roethlisberger at all but like just keep him in the back of your mind and don't be surprised if when you see big ben having like 350 yard plus passing games and like two three touchdowns in those games big ben I just, i just a little i just want to you know put them put them out there and let people know like don't write Big Ben off
0: 100%. He had solid numbers in the beginning of the year. Like he had multiple 300 passing games, good touchdowns, like like Big Ben, he I I would draft him. I would do what I said. If I'm drafting Joe Burrow or Trey Lance or even um you know Trevor Lawrence, any of those guys, I would pair Big Ben with them, but Mike in the fantasy playoffs last year for most for most people, Big Ben in what what would have been the semifinal went uh, had um one hundred and seventy passing yards or, or excuse me had one hundred and eighty seven yards and then in the final had one hundred and seventy yards and three total touchdowns and three total interceptions. So I mean, it the guy's just going to run out of steam, and I I think we got to keep that in mind. And I. I do. He, it also,
1: was- he also faced v- very good defenses at the end of the year too. The Bengals. Let's just throw that out there. The Bengals, Ravens, Week Twelve. The the I almost said the Washington Football Team. week yes, 13. Week.
0: WFT. Thank you. Yes,
1: I don't want to get canceled. Week Fourteen, That's Bills. Great. Week fifteen, yeah, the Bengals, and then week sixteen against the Colts, which he threw three hundred forty yards and three touchdowns. So he threw the guy threw thirty three touchdowns, ten picks last year, and people are writing him off. Sean sixty, he had a, a sixty six completion percentage. I just, I just want to bring him to light to people because he is written off by so many people, but everyone else on that team is not.
0: You're right. I well, know I'm right. I I I'm just don't. Fan. Of course I'm I've, right. <laughs> You're right, but I'm not really. You you're know? not buying into it, and that's fair. I get it. I, I and I think. I mean, I think the Steelers. Not to get in the whole Steelers thing, but I mean, what they're doing with his backup. I mean, they they got the kid from Ohio State that was on Washington football. Dwayne team. Haskins. His name. Dwayne, Dwayne Haskins. Haskins. I mean, they're they're really trying to like hype him up, like he's yeah, somebody. I
1: know. Yeah. I mean, you he did know, look you look pretty good, but you're playing third stringers. I, I'll look. I'll look decent. You know.
0: Sticking with the quarterback theme. Yes. Which we gotta speed this up too. We're going hard right now. I everybody came to to hear this take because I have been riding the Deshaun Watson bandwagon for the last couple months. I've been telling you he's gonna play. I've been telling you, he's the steal the draft. His ADP, <laughs> you can get him. You can get him in like the last round, and I still think he's worth a flyer in the later rounds, right? Yeah, but I'm here to tell you right now, Deshaun Watson is fucked big time. Okay, <laughs> you wow. heard it here. That's first. Familiar, Deshaun Watson most likely. It not, it's not a matter of if he's going to play. It's a matter of like how much time he's going to spend in jail.
1: Honestly, wow wow hot take are you okay are you feeling okay bro no because i hate that was hard for you to say i I feel
0: like i'm gonna i feel like i'm gonna puke as i'm saying this because listen we're gonna get through this together bro the fbi is getting involved now yes that's a really bad sign okay Mm -hmm. out of the 22 complaints i think like 12 of them are or there's 22 civil suits, but 10 criminal complaints. Okay, that that's the thing I'm really worried about. Okay, yes. now Mike, besides the FBI being involved, the nail in the coffin to me is the fact that the uh, the prosecutors are putting together a grand jury. Now I've heard grand juries before, like you hear them in TV shows, all that stuff, but to see how a grand jury actually works it's not like an a normal court system and i have this a, a normal court like you see on law and order or whatever so i'm i got this thing i'm trying to find exactly what it is to explain how it works but basically the long and short of it is the grand jury comes in it's like 16 to 22 people the person that they're trying to convict doesn't have any um, representation there. No lawyers. It's just the prosecutor. The prosecutor tells the jury, hey, here is the law. This is is the law. This is what can't be broken. And then they present the evidence to the grand jury. And then the jury makes a decision on if they're going to indict this person or not. It's all it's all coming up really bad for our boy Deshaun Watson. It's up in the air. We don't have all the details yet, but this isn't like it, it could play out in the court of public opinion. All this stuff is going to get behind closed doors. And I really think within the next couple of weeks, Mike, we're going to see breaking news. Like Deshaun Watson is indicted on like six or seven charges of sexual misconduct and they're going to hit him with a, um, year long indefinite suspension and that's going to be that where are you at with him
1: okay so um um breaking news i have a minor in criminal justice um do you really i just want to yes i do i have have a minor in criminal justice and uh some other breaking news i know nothing really about the criminal justice um system so this is what this is what um i I, from my research and from me reading this is what i got and I from what I got it sounds a little different from you. I know we're getting like I'm a fantasy football expert. I'm not like a fucking criminal, you know, we're lawyer lawyers expert now. at all. Yes, we're that's lawyers. my side job. It's part-time. If anyone's interested, you need a lawyer, hit me up. Um, so this is what I have, Sean. And correct me if I'm wrong. I could be so wrong. <laughs> Watson, um, right? Yes. He is eligible to play until we hear findings from the criminal investigation. Yes. Right or wrong? OK, yes. so from my understanding that, OK, the NFL ca- it will not get involved with the Deshaun Watson matter at all from like a suspension disciplinary standpoint, because it there it's a criminal investigation. FBI is involved. The NFL can't touch like it's just pretty standard for the NFL to stay clear while the criminal investigation is going on. Right or wrong? Does that sound accurate? Sounds about right. Okay, so in um, if that's the case, these criminal investigations could take months, even longer than months. It could take Mm -hmm. a very long time. So if that's the case, um, Deshaun Watson's not you know is not guilty of anything yet. He can technically play. It it could it could be weeks. It could be you know the investigation has been going on for a while. But this is this is the only way how I can see Deshaun Watson playing. Right? While the, while this criminal investigation is going on, they're investigating them um, and they're waiting to come to a conclusion. Now, the only problem with that, people, is who the fuck in their right mind is going to want to trade for Deshaun Watson while this is all going on? Uh, they're not sure if he's going to be guilty. Um, and then right after that, NFL is going to hit him with a suspension if he's not in jail yet. Like So the only. In my mindset, the only thing that I'm seeing is Deshaun Watson could will only play as a Houston Texan, but he doesn't want to be a Houston Texan. He wants to be traded. Yeah. Does, does that sound accurate to you at all? It does. And I'm that, like- that's the only way that I think Deshaun Watson could play this year is if he stays a Houston Texan and says, all right, I'll get a suit up as a Houston Texan because uh, no one's going to trade for him. There's no reason to trade for him because the, if you trade for him, you're going to have to give up a, a fucking – you know. Um, a, a boatload of picks and players and whatnot. And then you do that. And then, Oh, uh, he's found guilty. Uh, NFL is fucking banning him for life. And uh, that's why the only way I could see this playing out where he plays is if he's a Houston Texan. And I don't see that happening.
0: And he's not even practicing with the team when he does show up to practice. He's just like, he did a little bit, but lately he's just been working out by himself on a separate field. Um, it's, it's a very awkward situation. Miami is apparently like all in, like ready to trade for them. Like they do not give a fuck. They want to do crazy. it. That's but crazy. But they're saying the NFL might not like, they just kind of want It's like, oh, we're just holding, we're in a holding pattern right now. And I saw before, Mike, that they started the grand jury on August 13th, I believe. And grand juries can run up to, a year to eighteen months. It's, yes, it's unlikely, but it can go that long. I don't need to tell you that because you are a criminal justice minor. Yes, um, thank you for your service again. Okay. But um, you know, it, it is it's scary. So, I'm I'm talking. I would I would have taken Deshaun Watson in the tenth eleventh round a couple months ago. Now, if I'm drafting that all, it's going to be with the last pick. And, uh, you know, I I think we really just got to wait and see. I I don't think he's going to get traded. I don't think he's going to play for the Texans either. Over the weekend, I was a little bit more optimistic. But now it's kind of like, you know, RIP the GOAT until he um, either serves his time and gets out and plays or he's vindicated. And the problem is, too, with the criminal stuff, even if he's clear of the criminal stuff, the NFL could come with their bullshit about him being like, oh, well, you know, he's not – because, you know, the NFL and Roger Goodell and the owners are such upstanding citizens that yes. all the fucking players have to file that mold too. give me a fucking break. But, you know, he could be subject to another personal conduct suspension. So it's, yeah, it's just, just, just because
1: best. just if the criminal investigation comes back, he's not guilty or anything. That doesn't mean he's off the hook. NFL can step in and, uh, can, mm-hmm. and could suspend him or punish him or whatever. Um, they haven't stepped in and done that yet um, because they have to obviously wait for the criminal investigation to run its course. But after that, then he still can be fucked and not play. So I just, think, much- it's just crazy, man. Deshaun Watson, like, dude, you might be like done playing football, like for a very, very long time. Yeah, just, just put the fucking Texans uniform on and play, bro. Enjoy your fucking remainder days. Uh, Not, you know, getting ass raped in jail. Excuse my language.
0: Very much like the Antonio Brown situation Uh, last year when he was, sending text messages that his trainer accused him of rape and he was sending messages saying how he nutted on her back with like the emo- like winky face tongue out emoji and shit and like Evaculated he was, he was cleared head. he was cleared of all of that but he still got suspended um for a yeah. while so yeah yes. you know and then he ended up winning the Super Bowl AB's the man so yes, no yeah. more no AB slander no um, never again on on this podcast believe all women except for the ones that accuse antonio brown of anything oh boy Um,
1: all right love it
0: (laughs) all right mike what do we got next
1: oh god i don't know man uh my brain hurts because you know i'm a criminal justice minor but um let's see what we got i'm gonna talk about oh you know what i should have fucking let off with this i brought it up a little bit before um we got to talk about the jaguars running back situation we got to talk about uh travis Etienne. um buried sean, the lead here sean, sean. The lead. let's uh let's have a moment of silence for travis Etienne. r.i.p r.i.p
0: i don't have a i don't have a moment of silence what about have uh a silence um uh what about over, this but- i should play like the arms of the angels like the songs they play in the background <laughs>
1: for like the dead dogs <laughs> and like and shit you know um well, that's but, really uh, what he is he's a dead dog and this is tough sean because <laughs> i have a lot of mixed emotions with this okay number one I don't know if you remember. I I cried in your arms when. um You did. You, you remember that night when I cried in your arms, draft night, when they drafted? There's a couple of times it's happened, so yeah. you're going to
0: have to be more specific. Okay.
1: Draft night 2021 when Travis Etienne was drafted by the Jaguars. And I was yes. very emotional because my guy, James Robinson, you know, was taking what he fucking. What he earned, starting running back of a football team. He and I'm I'm a huge underdog guy, and a lot of people are. Everyone who doesn't like rooting for an underdog, maybe not you, Sean. A lot of yeah, I was to gonna them. say you don't like underdogs because you're a piece of, shit, but i you know, everyone <laughs> likes an underdog. He was undrafted, it was a feel good story. And Rob, to be
0: fair, Mike, to be fair to yes. everybody listening, yes, to the real true GCF fam, Mike was genuinely very upset when he was ETN was drafted. You oh, really were upset, yeah.
1: I drunk tweeted, bro. It was, there was, was, was a bad picture, yeah. it was a hard, it was one of the tougher times of my life. It was tougher getting through that than COVID. Let me just let's just throw it out there. So yeah, so COVID is fake. Nice. That's for another podcast. But so Robinson, (laughs) he finished as the um, seventh running back last year in PPR, and not only did he do that, Sean, right? He was a legit cowbell running back. He saw like eighty five percent of uh the of the workload running back touches last year for the Jaguars and urban Meyer was just fucking ripping that out from under the rug and said, you know, fuck your couch. Like this is Travis Etienne's uh ship. So, you know, we, we don't, we don't exactly know, um, if Travis Etienne stayed healthy, what that offense would have looked like, you know, reports that they would have been on the field a lot. ETN would have lined up as a uh, receiver a lot. And, uh, James Robinson would have been, um, uh, you know, running uh, running back, we don't know exactly what it is. All we know, you know, as time went on, Sean, I, I started to jump on the ETN bandwagon. Like James Robinson was a little upset with me, but I started, you know, I, really? I bought into the hype a little bit, and now he's gone. Travis ETN, um, is most likely out for this um season. That injury is you know tough for these guys to come back from. Okay. And so we got all that uh, out of the way. talked about that. Now let's talk about James Robinson moving forward. How do we feel about James Robinson? Um, I want to hear from you exactly where you have James Robinson going right now in your drafts or ranked or whatever.
0: I think I just, I had you replace uh, Etienne with Robinson. So wherever he was, I think he was like 25 and, and that's more, that speaks more to the, one, the depth of running back this year, while there's no slam dunk running back, as we've covered a lot already, um there there is a lot more depth at run at the position than there really ever has been, in my opinion. Okay. So that's one. Two, I don't trust Urban Meyer at all whatsoever. He is an overrated coach. I follow college a lot more. A lot more closer. Wow, I'm fucking up. A lot closer than Mike does. So I've been watching Urban Meyer for years. And to bring him in at his age, at the professional level, there hasn't been any college coach that has really been as been a true success besides Jimmy Johnson. There's been better coaches in Urban Meyer that have came into the NFL like Nick Saban. Um, who who couldn't get it done. There's already reports coming out that uh, the players aren't really clicking with his coaching style. It's a lot of college, like rah-rah bullshit, a lot of, you know, like fucking, you know, bang the drum, like all this dumb shit. Like these guys are grown fucking men getting paid to play this game. They're professionals. They don't need to be recruited, basically. Now, the way that, Urban Meyer tried to replace Robinson right off the bat. Yes, Robinson is going to be the starter. I think he's going to be a solid RB1. I think it's going to be – we're going to see the same level of production we did last year, but I don't put it past Urban Meyer to have it be a committee, have them mix it up a little more, have them do fucking gadget plays. I mean, the off season or excuse me, the preseason game, they couldn't get it done on third down at all with Trevor Lawrence – Um, so I I just don't think there's, they're going to be really bad, really, really bad the Jaguars this year. And I don't think there's going to be a lot of opportunity for James Robinson to really be running in the third and fourth quarter, because I think they're going to be getting blown out a lot. If they win three, four games, I'd be surprised. Um, so yeah, that's where I'm at with it. I don't think it's anything crazy. I did like ETN. Because he had that, they were lining up at wide receiver. He was more like a Swiss army knife gadget type of guy. Yes, um, This is your boy. So you tell me where, where are you at with him?
1: No, no, no. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, man. I just wanted to hear, um, I wanted to see where you were at, where your head was at with him. And I have James Robinson right now. I put him 15th overall and I feel, I feel like it should be higher. Um, the reason I don't have him higher is because of urban Meyer and I don't trust him, but there are some things that we need to think about. We got to break it down a little bit. You have a rookie quarterback this year. Okay. Um, you have an offense that is, um, you know, they, there was a lot of improvements there, but it's still not a very good offense at all. Let's just call it what it is. Now, when you have a rookie quarterback, Sean, how do you take the pressure off a rookie quarterback? run the ball. You run the ball and I think Urban Meyer smart enough to realize that. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence is a very talented quarterback. He's going to probably have a very good career. But, you know, look at Peyton Man in his rookie year. Look at all look at all these top quarterbacks um their rookie years. They struggled and what you do to help them relieve the pressure is you run the ball. So I think that's going to um I I still I'm just so it sucks that we're not going to find out this year how ETN and Robinson would like coexist with each other on the field together. But now mm-hmm. we have James, just James Robinson there. So um, I, that's why I, I have him 15th and I feel bad. Um, But also Sean, you, you know, you said that the Jackson, Jacksonville's offense sucks. He's not going to have a lot of opportunity to run the ball, but you know what? I feel like a lot of people have that mindset, but it was the same exact situation last year. Jacksonville sucked last year. And James Robinson was they just hammered the ball with James Robinson. I don't know how many carries he had, but it was just it was a James Robinson show there. Like he got 20 plus carries, I feel like every game. Maybe I'm wrong about that, but um I ha- so in my mindset I I'm drafting my run- my number 1 running back and um if I have James Robinson as my second running back, I'd be pretty happy right now. Um uh I, I know I know it's real risky with the coach. I'm kind of um I kind of feel the same way with you about Urban Meyer in that sense, but I just feel like um there's going to be struggles with rookie quarterbacks and I think um you know uh, a big help with that is leaning on your uh talented running back who finished 7th overall in standard format and PPR.
0: So So James Robinson last year he was some somebody to me. I liked him a lot. He started off hot, and he was getting he was getting touchdowns pretty early on. So he had a streak in the middle of the season where it looks like five. Let me see one, two, Four out of five games he had over twenty carries. Um, only four times did he have twenty or more carries, um, but he never had below. He only had below eleven in a blowout win. So like he was the starter he probably averaged if we did the math on this he probably averaged 16 17 carries yeah um a game probably more closer to 16 and he had seven total he had uh, 10 total touchdowns with seven rushing and um, three receiving so you got to like that if we see those numbers and like you said from a running back too with 1000 rushing yards and 344 receiving yards um you know, I, I I like it. Maybe I'll move him up in my rankings. You know, it it's ever changing. But at the end of the day, we got a coach that you know literally fakes brain tumors to when his team sucks.
1: So yeah, it's a mystery um, with Urban Meyer on the NFL level.
0: We never know. We never really know. But we'll see. And uh, you know, yeah, you're right. Traditionally, with rookie quarterbacks, they struggle and they try to hand the pressure off, but. I don't know. College is all about the quarterback, and the NFL is just becoming more and more like college even more. And You're I right. think yep. Urban Meyer's going to be just give the keys to Lawrence and let him let him lead or or
1: let him you know shit the bed. Well, basically, no, that's that's definitely fair to say. I mean, they upgraded someone at the wide receiver position too. Marvin Jones there, um, but I. And, and, you know, a Carlos Hyde is there, too. Let's not forget about him. He might get a little boost. Nothing crazy, but a little boost from where, wherever he's being drafted right now. But, um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah I, we had a, I, I can't
0: stay healthy ever, but yeah. I,
1: I always liked Hyde, man. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah. I think we said enough about that. Uh, just, you know, the James I, – I don't know what his average draft position is now. I'm sure it jumped dramatically in the last day, but –
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, just the the news broke today. I'm sure wherever he was, he's going 40 spots higher. Um, But speaking of rookie quarterbacks, I just want to touch real quick, Mike. Fields versus Dalton, it's the hot topic um, everywhere this year, so I don't want to spend too much time on it. I just want to get your take on Fields. I wasn't too high on him coming out of the draft. Uh, I do think he's talented. I, I don't think he holds much fantasy value at all this year um you know maybe like in the same vein of of Zach Wilson like uh, take a flyer on him later on maybe pair him with big ben if you really believe in him uh you know i watched all his snaps against like the second and third defenses and everybody's hyping him up like crazy he's saying he can't believe how slow the NFL game is yeah. it's like well yeah after you're the, facing yeah come on dude now you said that after you're, the you're first
1: sp- preseason game I mean, give me a break
0: yeah dude you're facing second and third team I mean what, what do you think of course part- you know who was lighting up second and third team in preseason two. your boy Tim Tebow who is a legend but I mean we know how that career ended so what's your take on the whole thing because I'm starting Dalton until things really start looking bad for the Bears because this narrative now I mean Chicago has a passionate fan base um, the national media is nice to Chicago teams in comparison to New York. They prop up the Bears when the Bears really haven't done anything for a very long time. And I, I don't hate the Bears at all. I love Chicago. I like the Bears, but just because their defense is good, their offense—I mean, Allen Robinson's our guy. But nice. I, I believe it or not, I think Andy Dalton is the guy until it <laughs> shit starts really going bad, and then you put in um, Fields, who is by their line is terrible. So I mean, I'm not—I'm not in a rush to put in my prize rookie, quote-unquote. What do you think?
1: You know, and I've gone back and forth on this, Sean, and originally I was all about, you know, Andy Dalton's got to be the starter. Uh, There's no reason to push the rookie quarterback yet. Dalton's been around for a while, veteran experience. But, man, um, these last couple of preseason games by the Bears kind of opened my eyes, and I didn't realize how bad the, how bad their offensive line is and really and a, a bad offensive line is not a good place for an immobile quarterback and that's what Andy Dalton is he's an immobile quarterback okay he his bread and butter when he's on is from the pocket that's just you know how a lot of quarterbacks and that's fine that's why i'm kind of and i'm not i'm not you know um One of these guys that's saying Justin Fields is going to light it up. There's all these people that have been on Twitter that they're like all over Justin Fields. Like he's going to be like this stud fucking quarterback. Yeah, I am so far from that. I think he's talented, though, and I just feel like his style of quarterback play might be better for the Bears right now uh, because he has some mobility to his game and there's going to be a lot of pressure on him. And it's it's a shitty spot for a rookie quarterback. A hundred percent without a doubt, but I just feel like him with his legs, um, being able to escape the pocket a little, being able to throw on the run a little better, it might be, um, a better scenario for him, Uh better scenario with him in there from a fantasy standpoint to get some of these bears wide receivers, uh, you know, um, Better stats, better overall fantasy points. I mean, if if maybe their offensive line turns out being great, and Andy Dalton's there, and I think Andy Dalton will be somewhat decent, but I'm I'm start I'm trending towards you know start Justin Fields from week one. I mean, call me crazy, man, but it really no, a lot of it ha- a, a lot, lot of it has priority. to do with the um. But, it, but it, I'm in the I'm in the majority, but not for the same reasons as the majority. It's just because of uh, Andy Dalton's immobility, and I just feel like Fields might be better situated uh, as a guy who you know he could escape the pocket and, and throw the pass better than Andy Dalton.
0: Well, he's gonna start, maybe not week one, but probably by week two, because Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace, this is it for them. Yes, like that. Yes. That's the GM and coach, they're they they've hitched their wagon to Fields. Fields can produce, and you're right he probably is the better fit for the team, but honestly, man, like I think he's going to get exposed versus like tough defense. like they don't, they don't want him to play. uh, I've been seeing a lot of corny motherfuckers on ESPN talking about how, Oh, have uh, Andy Dalton play week one. And then, uh, because he doesn't, you don't want him to face uh, Aaron Donald and the fucking, uh, And the Rams, so let him go in in week two. It's like, okay, then week two they have the Bengals, but then in week three they play the Browns and he'll get his fucking head torn off by Miles Garrett. You know what I mean? It's the NFL. Like, give me a break. So I think they are going to start him, but I don't think – I think best case scenario Fields – if Fields does everything these fucking guys that are hyping him up say he'll do, I think we're looking at a guy this team goes – I mean, there's an extra game this year. I think this team goes like eight and nine. Best case scenario
1: with Fields. What do you think? Yeah, I think with a rookie quarterback in the situation they're in, <clears throat> I think that's fair. I think that's fair for them to finish eight nine. I don't even know if they'll. I don't even know if they'll do that. You know, their defense is tra- has um, been declining somewhat the last couple of years too. Um, I don't know, man. It, it's just not. It's not a good fit right there with Justin. Um, I understand it's dangerous to put Justin Fields in that situation uh, with the shitty offensive line. You know, no experience. You got Andy Dalton, and, and you know, starting Andy Dalton might be the smarter route, the veteran experience. But <clears throat> I don't know, man. It just—I—I I, don't—I feel like Fields will give more. I don't know. It's a shitty situation. Either way, I don't like it. You could tell I don't like talking about it. Exactly, man. We said all <laughs> we needed just to nuts, say. Yeah.
0: And it, and it's also it's out there like crazy. So go ahead and uh, you have two. Do you have two more left?
1: I got. Um. I have one more here. All right. Go ahead. Break it down. <laughs> and um, I want to talk about Jamar Chase, <clears throat> and um, because he's been getting shitting on all over for these drops. Now, the first things first, Sean. We had one of our um loyal um Patreon uh members, I believe, who brought it up to our attention that. There was a possible domestic violence situation going on with Jamar Chase. Um, yes. I guess there was a report about his uh, his girlfriend put up on Instagram some situation that happened. Uh, I, I don't know the full details. There's not really a lot of details out there, Sean. So I don't know the extent of it. So um, with that being said, um, I, I I'm going to lead into what I'm going to talk about. I just want to throw that out there. Uh, I, I just don't see a lot of reports about it, so I don't know how accurate the information is and what really is going on with that situation. Because it's not, it's it's not really being talked about, right? I, I, I don't know. Okay.
0: So, so just real quick to put it into perspective. Um, now, this isn't my words, so this is from a Twitter account. It's at at SK Sports Key to Pro Football on Twitter. Make sure you go check them out because this is where we got it from. Um, his it says Jamar Chase's baby mama claimed the Chase hit her. Amber Nicole has deleted the Instagram post. So it was an Instagram post that um, she deleted and it said, Told myself I wouldn't put my business on the media anymore, but dot dot dot. And then it says putting your hands on a pregnant female is lame AF, which it is. Um, and a picture of him like outside on the balcony and just with the words uh, pussy uh, written over it right
1: next to him. Five so exclamation it was, points, yes. It, see, yes, man. it
0: was deleted. Um, It probably was just honestly, if I had to guess, man, it was probably just something between them. Shit got out of control. You know, she's pregnant. Maybe hormones are raging. They might have got close. Maybe he grabbed her or whatever, which – You know that's a problem too, but you're right. It doesn't seem like there's any substance there, no police report filed or anything like that.
1: Okay. I'm glad you threw that all out there because I want to talk about Jamar Chase and and it has nothing to do with that. So I I don't know if that's accurate or not. We 100% have to keep an eye on that uh, because if it's true, it's disgusting and he's, yeah, and it's going to change his fantasy value and everything. So, moving on i'm here to talk about the jamar trace chase who's been dropping passes at a rapid rate and people are freaking the fuck out like it's the end of the world and i'm here as a warm and caring guy and comforting role model nice. in all your lives to pat you on the back and say yes it's going to be okay guys it's going to be okay i feel a lot better now do you Yes, because uh, I, re- I I never get that. Usually people tell me <laughs> shut the fuck up, but no. So j- he's dropping the ball like crazy. Okay, let's let's look at a couple things. Jamar Chase sat out last season, right? Mm-hmm. There might be some rust factors involved with Jamar Chase too. This guy, this man, who Sean has told me he watches more college football than me, he had one of the most the, one of the best collegiate careers or seasons ever in college football history. Right or wrong?
0: Yes. One hundred percent. Yes,
1: and I believe I think you might have talked about it on one of our podcasts as well—the
0: wide receiver podcast. We touched on it. The best, one of the best SEC seasons ever.
1: Okay. So you heard it here. And you know, when Sean says something, it's true. So, uh, yes. So he took the, and so after that, he took the year off, right? uh, From college, didn't play. There's going to be a little rust on him. I mean, the guy, I looked at his, I think his career numbers only had like a a couple drop passes in college. Like this isn't, this isn't a common theme for Jamar Chase. So, you know, it could be a mix. Maybe he's got a lot of shit on his mind. Maybe with his girlfriend, you know, uh, she's pregnant. There was some drama, maybe some shit going on like that. Maybe it's some rust. All I'm saying is all these people are all of a sudden, you know, dropping Jamar Chase in their uh, rankings and going with these other people. And I'm just here to, you know, to tell you to pump the brakes a little bit. This, I don't believe this is going to be a common um, trend with him. He has chemistry with this quarterback. He's in a high volume passing offense. He was a top five pick for Christ's sake. Okay. And like Sean said, he had one of the best collegiate careers. I'm just throwing it out there because there's a lot of people panicking on Twitter. And when you panic, you do some crazy shit. Calm the fuck down. It's preseason. What do you think about this whole hype with Jamar Chase and these drops and whatnot?
0: I do... I want to say I think you made a really good point with the fact that he took off last year. I mean, of course, he was training and everything like that. But, I mean, it's not the same as actual game action. And he didn't skip the year because of COVID. He just skipped the year because he wanted to protect his draft stock. Because when you catch 20 touchdowns and almost catch uh, 2,000 yards, uh, you really can't do any better than that. That's why he was a top five pick. Um Listen, Mike, they didn't have... Thirty beat writers and everybody had a fucking camera in their pocket back when, uh, you know, Terrell Owens <laughs> and Jerry Rice and even Randy Moss were playing football. Okay, I'm sure they had some bad games, bad drops, and I'm not comparing uh, Chase to them yet. But my point is, we need to relax. I don't want to make this is this is honestly the third or fourth Tebow mentioned Jesus um
1: Christ. in
0: in this but honestly it turned for me when the jets brought in tebow back when when was that mike like 2012 yeah. um and it was sanchez versus tebow and the beat writers were keeping track of their pre of their in-game or in-practice stats I couldn't believe that shit when they were like, on ESPN, they were like, oh, Sanchez went six for 10 in practice, but Tebow went seven for 12 and he actually had this really good run. It's like, dude, this is fucking practice. I mean, who gives a shit? If you're you're a golfer, you could fucking stripe it down the um, driving range, hitting 100 balls and still duff it 60 times when you're playing on the course. So I think we all need to take a collective step step back and take a deep breath. Like you're saying,
1: yeah, just don't, um, don't drop him dramatically, um, in your rankings because of that. If, if you're just, you know, maybe you're higher on T Higgins, which you should be like, and you're starting to see that, then I understand it just, I I would hate for someone to pass on Jamar chase because he dropped, kept, uh, passes in training camp.
0: Yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm not dropping him. I'm,
1: I'm leaving him right where he is. Yeah. Um,
0: definitely the drops like who gives a shit man they're gonna connect I, i'm not just worried like, about everyone's it at fucking
1: all. freaking out on twitter and they're like oh i'm putting this guy ahead of him now i, I i'm not touching jamar chase because of he dropped three passes this practice and then and then I, they showed him me like some one-handed like crazy catch like you know two minutes afterward but like no one was talking about that it just I, it's, yeah, it's, it's never been a problem drops with him before he was a top five pick for a reason he's got chemistry with this quarterback he's gonna be a very good wide receiver I, I hope motherfuckers drop him in the rankings so I can eat him up in all my drafts.
0: A hundred percent. So you're on record stating that you want to eat up Jamar Chase. Yes. Like that. Yes. Um, and finally, like that because like that. <laughs> finally, because we're uh, pushing for time, but that I don't care. People say they want us to go longer on the podcast. Which, hey, I mean, we will if you guys want us to. But I want to talk about Trey Lance real quick, Mike. He's splitting time with Jimmy G right now, splitting reps in practice with the first team. He had a rough – he had some moments in his first preseason game that he showed little flashes of what he could do. Second preseason game, he showed that he had a good long ball. He he was good in the two-minute drill. And after the first game where people said he looked like shit, he showed that he bounced back in the face of adversity. Um, I like his potential a lot. He did all this without Trent Williams and Alex Mack on the line, but the other guys were first um, string starters. Um, You know, he he looked good the other day. I don't have the stats in front of me, but I watched the highlights and, you know, he looked good. It it looked very similar to Justin Fields, um, but a little better, in my opinion, a little bit more mobile and quicker. Uh, But my thing is, I just don't think Trey Lance is getting a lot of love. And for a guy that went third overall in the draft, um, I think he's kind of in the Zach Wilson camp where, you know, people aren't really giving him the props that he deserves. I I like him from a fantasy perspective, honestly, probably more than any other um, rookie quarterback out there. I think he's a good stash for later on. Um, this isn't talking about, uh, you know, dynasty, because we, we already know that that's a whole different conversation. But for this year, I think Trey Lance is going to be starting by week, four or five, I would say. And, um, realistically, if he kind of catches with it and before defenses really catch up to him, I think he could be a very solid fantasy option. Mike, I know you're not too big on him and you're kind of in wait and see mode. So is that where you're at with him? You're just trying to see what's going on with Jimmy G really?
1: Um, you know, he, his, you know, sky's the limit with trade with Trey Lance. He's got a lot of potential. I mean, he's athletic. Um, he's got good size and from a fantasy standpoint, like, you know, as a quarterback, he also, he, he's at, he's athletic. He could run around. He had 14 Russian touchdowns, I think last year in college, like uh, mm. over a thousand rushing yards. You know, um, we got to wait and see if that translates to the NFL. But <laughs> if I'm the 49ers, like I'm not really rushing to put him in there right off the bat. It's different than the Zach Wilson situation because the Jets don't really have another quarterback on the roster worth starting. Jimmy Garoppolo is actually worth starting. Um, It's crazy that Jimmy Garoppolo is like basically a veteran now and he has experience. Um, So if I'm the 49ers, if I'm not 100% certain that Trey Lance is ready right now, to me there's no reason to throw him in there week one to start Trey Lance week one. I think we're going to see Trey Lance you know, very early on and he he has tremendous upside. Um he does a lot of he does a lot of things that you want your quarterback to do. Um um you know he needs to work on his deep ball a little bit um but he throws the ball relatively well and uh you know the big thing for him too which kind of gets me excited um you know not only the is he a talented quarterback he has pretty solid surrounding cast around him I'm pretty big on Brandon Ayuk I'm pretty um you know i like debo Samuel a lot we know who george Kittle is when he's healthy like um he has some solid players around him to help him uh, in his rookie season once he steps in um and, and becomes a starting quarterback so he kind of, i mean he, he might be my f- he might be my favorite quarterback the one i think who has the highest potential in the in the, his rookie year at least um but it's kind of like Ooh. to me it's kind of like it's almost like a boomer bust with him in my eyes.
0: Yeah, I, I agree to a certain extent. I like him more than you, but yeah. um you know, I like his supporting cast. The 49ers wide receivers, I'd honestly i like to see them all stay healthy first before I really crown them as like guys that you know I can really count on. But I do think that it, it's just the fact of the matter, the Niners did not give up all that fucking draft capital for for him just to sit on the bench for most of the year. I think yep, this is hand-picked, yep. handpicked by um, Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan, the head coach, and I think it's just a matter of their play in the game, but it's just a matter of time before Jimmy G either gets traded or they bench him. I think most likely he's going to get traded, though, um, if there's an injury or something like that. The second he gets benched, I think they ship him off. That contract might be a problem. Um, but you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes, but I, I, I definitely, he's
1: a, he's a solid um, late round stash. If you draft a quarterback, wherever you draft, you know, you got a solid starting quarterback. I would love to have Trey Lance as, you know, my backup quarterback. Um, it, it's kind of, I'm not calling him Lamar Jackson, but it's kind of similar. Like I did that with Lamar Jackson, uh, his, um, his, first year starting and stuff i don't i forget who my starting quarterback was but then i got lamar jackson a couple rounds after like he kind of has that upside like he his upside is huge but you know it's it's almost like a boomer bust situation to me
0: lamar jackson jr baby you You heard it first
1: first rate fucking here with gcf that's all we got mike you got
0: anything else for the fam
1: or what um, just, uh, you know, I literally have COVID and I'm here with you. That is my fucking commitment to you guys. Every week podcasts are going to be coming out multiple blogs. Um, Sean gave you the whole spew about the, uh, Patreon, you know, every Sunday, I'm telling you, we're getting over a thousand messages on sundays during the season that was last year we're only going to get bigger if you want to be first in line for those answers at fucking twelve fifty, uh 10 minutes before kickoff you're yep. going to get answered if you're a fucking patreon member
0: so just look. and i'm telling you right now we cannot answer as much as we did no. on Sundays. No. okay we're the number one account on twitter I don't care what anybody says with answering That's our right. followers. Fuck right. There is, we do it at a, I think last time I did the numbers, we had like an 83% success rate with our advice. Um, so we're at, we have some of the highest success rates. We're at the highest clip for all these accounts on Twitter, at least the major ones that have over a thousand, 2000 followers. If you want our attention on Sundays, you have, and, and during the week, you have to subscribe on Patreon. We can't stress it enough. Um, you know, we might add another tier, an even cheaper tier during the year, but um, you know, definitely sign up now. Make sure you're on board with us. And you know, if that's it, Mike, I guess we're out, right?
1: That's it, yo. Peace the fuck out. I was was going to say,
0: Mike died. Get ready for the podcast. We'll be back next week or the week after. And then once the season starts, we're here every motherfucking week. And we got solo podcasts later in the week. So that's two total for the week, baby. We fucking out.
1: Out, out, out. Peace, motherfucker. Peace, peace.